Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Young Pros Talk podcast. My name is Redmond. I am your host. Uh, today, I have a co-host with me, guest co-host, Mr. Harris Nadim. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Good. I, I'm not doing the squeaky voice yet, so we're, <laughs> we're good, I think. And our guest, our celebrity guest for the day is Chloe. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? How's everybody going? I'm good. Shit. I fucked that up. I, <laughs> How'd you, like, what do you mean? Um, I thought we were fine. No, it's good. No, no. Yeah. I, I, it don't matter. I'll figure yeah. it out. Actually, can I do it again? I just want to do it again. It's my, I don't know why I'm asking. Like it ain't my shit. Like <laughs> I think you should keep this because yeah. this is way funnier rolling. than any other yeah. <laughs> Keep rolling. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So what's going on, guys? How are you? Thank you for coming today. Thanks. No problem. This is a cool setup you got here, man. Thank Being you. Very Thank uh, you. professional. Not... I'm impr- I'm uh, happy to be in the uh, studio. You're, you're going to say impressed. You can say impressed. I thought I did say impressed. Well, I'm no. impressed, and yeah. I'm honored to be here. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very honored for you to come. Thank you. You know. So we're just gonna. Talk about art today. Harris is here to, uh, I don't know, keep things going. <laughs> That's a much needed comic relief. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I, I miss having a co-host. You yeah. know. Um, did you I have a co-host before? So in the beginning, um, I did have somebody who was on the first couple of episodes. I think we did about three or four episodes. Okay. Uh, and then schedules and yeah, um, it's hard. I switched jobs. So I wasn't, we weren't working in the same office anymore. So it took some time just to find, um, well, I just couldn't really find anybody who had the time to do it or I felt like had the energy to really give it what I need for the podcast. Um, and I always had Harris in mind to co-host. And um, when I talked to him about it, Chloe, I tell you this, when I talked to him about it, I was like, hey, man, would you like to co-host the podcast with me? Like, I would love that. And he's like, ah. Do I get to talk about me? <laughs> Classic Harris. And I was yeah. like, yeah. Mm, I mean, yeah, but like, it's not about you. Well, he was like, no. Uh, <laughs> he's just here to promote his own podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Slightly exactly. on the DL. Yeah. Exactly. Not, not on the DL at all. Just, the- <laughs> just straight up. Yeah. On the I up high. I respect that about you. I respect that. I appreciate that, man. He's very honest. He's very honest. You should just hear us I am. Play. I'm, I'm an things. asshole, but I am honest. <laughs> he's an honest asshole. You're Ladies, honest he's asshole. an honest asshole. <laughs> Swipe right. If you're looking for an honest asshole, yeah. here yeah. it is. Yeah. So, Chloe, you yes. do visual art. I do. That's why you're here. Title. Oh, I didn't even do the title. What's the title? Artistically abstract. There we go. You know? Title so, drop. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just just start with the basics. Tell everybody about yourself. Um, so I am a uh, graduate of York University. Uh, I did social economy, which is like a credit unions, co-ops, that kind of thing. Um, but I realized quickly that you don't make any money doing that. And mm-hmm. it's a very uh, rewarding endeavor, but it's uh, not something I could definitely make a lifestyle off of. So kind of floated for a while and then 
I'd always loved art. I'd done it back in high school. I'd done it in elementary school. I was always drawing and stuff. But, uh, you know, as your parents tell you, especially having a Chinese mom, it's like, well, either you're a doctor or a lawyer or you live on the street. So, um, Truth. you know, nobody makes Is that true? You got a Chinese mom? No, I, 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 no, no. He makes sense. He's adopted now. Brown, brown parents too, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know though, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, just Engineer, like, yeah. yeah, if you don't have a respectable career, like what are you doing with your life? You yeah. might as well kill yourself. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> So what do your parents think about you now, Harris? Uh, I try not to ask them. <laughs> it was a constant disappointment. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> okay. No, my mom's pretty great, though, I got to say now. But for a while, she kept being like, um, do you want to work in an office? And I was like, okay, you've asked me for the 30th time. <laughs> yeah. Like, not going to happen. Um, but yeah, How, how I, did you know that you did not want to work in an office? Uh, well, I just like saw my friends do it. And I was like, okay, mm. it doesn't really seem yeah. like my thing. And then I also realized that, like, I need a job that makes me or allows me to, like, be social, be up and moving. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't sit there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's why I loved serving so much. It was just like, okay, the time passes. Like, I'm not, like, wanting to rip my hair out because I've done retail. And, like, that was the worst possible thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I <laughs> um, My last retail job, uh, my last shift, I just, like, didn't even show up. <laughs> like I just and they kept calling me I saw the phone I was like not answering that one and just like <laughs> go straight to voicemail where'd you work at uh, Green Earth mm. yeah no, one of those can't ask stories. those questions man I gotta, fair, I gotta bleep fair, that out fair. man what is wrong with you no yeah. it's fine it's been years they sent me my last check so everything's cool I guess but. Oh, they forgot you did come that last shift they were like just get it out yeah I'm glad they mail shit so, uh, so you went to York Why, why'd you pick York was it specifically like when you were choosing universities to go to were you going originally for that program you went for or were you looking to do something else at first? Well, sort of. So like first it was I got into Laurier for economics and that was the only school I got into. So I had to go there because I'm not going to live at home and not go to university. Right. Um, and then I like did four years there and I was and then I took a year off in between that I didn't tell my mom about. So if she's listening. <laughs> sorry, mom. Now. Uh, and then. uh yeah, I just kind of like meandered through and like I hated econ. I sucked at it. I was like getting barely passing grades. I took macroeconomics, I think, three times, which was the maximum wow. I could take it. Still failed it. I uh, took a bunch of psychology courses, took a bunch of philosophy courses and then was like, well, I guess I can transfer. So I just transferred schools and mm. ended up picking York for the program that I was <laughs> in. And I didn't really know I'd love it at the time, but it was something that was interesting. You know, it was like, mm. OK, I like helping people. I like kind of being in that industry and doing that sort of thing. And like I wanted to volunteer a lot. So I'd kind of been in that vein, but it was really cool stuff to learn about. It was just like sucked that you go into the field and you're looking at jobs and you're like, oh, like nobody makes any money unless they're mm -hmm. like the head of an organization kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And like, I didn't want to do that. That's a lot of work. And it's hard to get to that path. Yeah. You know, like the, was it one of those things where you had to take like more education to even get to that? Mm, you know, maybe like probably, but maybe not. I mean, now I think everybody has a master's, so I probably I know, would. It drives me crazy. I know. And I, I think like, it drives me crazy that people have it. It's just like, it seems like. It's setting the bar so high, yeah. especially in Canada. That's probably why it's so competitive to find jobs because everybody's so educated. Yeah. So like, Starbucks employee has a master's now. Like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hang on. So was art ever a part of your life throughout this journey of education or no? No. So it was really weird. Um, uh, during high school, I had an amazing art teacher and she like right. taught everything, taught me everything I know. And she gave me a really good foundation. Like she was able to get everyone in the class like doing like really realistic, like Baroque style drawings and stuff. But... Then she ended up, or then I ended up like graduating and I was like, well, nobody makes money doing art and I can't mm. pay for art supplies. They're really expensive. <clears throat> right. So I just kind of was they like. Are really expensive? Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it like adds up pretty quick. You do, yeah. Like, yeah. what are we saying minimum you paying to get well, some like, art stuff? Well, like a, a thing of like a tube of paint, let's say, is like, 
I don't know, eight to ten dollars. But like, if you're getting all the colors, that adds up really fast. Like, uh, I spend two hundred dollars at an art store, like no boy, no problem. Mm, you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. So, is there an art store you prefer to get your uh, supplies from? Yes, everybody go to Gortzman's Spadina <laughs> College on Spadina. It's phenomenal. More it's of a nice get, person. We're gonna have to get some sponsorship money for that plug right there. No, so. <laughs> I would love that. And like the guy that owned it, he died recently, but he's like oh, super sweet, sweet, really nice guy, very honest. Like one time I was like cashing out, and he was like. Uh, he just randomly asked me, he's like, do you know what the difference is between um, expensive oil paints and like regular oil paints? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm guessing expensive ones are better. And he was like, no, it's the same shit. Probably, yeah, probably the cheap stuff. And I was like, oh my God, who are you? I love you. <laughs> Crazy old man, yeah. dude. So. So do you, do you have a moment when you realize like when you originally were interested in art, like do you know was, you know how sometimes people have something that happened to them? Yeah. Like, I love this. When was well, that moment for you? Like in terms of now, later on in life, or like at the beginning? In the beginning, in before the beginning. you okay. decided to go to school and like then start doing this art. Gotcha. Um, again, like when did it originally become something you that appealed to you? For me, it wasn't a moment. It was just like when I was a kid, I just loved, I loved drawing, I loved coloring, I loved like looking at art, I loved all that stuff. Like I just was absorbed with it. Like I loved going to the gallery, you know what I mean? Like I found that so cool. But, um, and it, I just kind of always thought, like, it'd be really fun to do something like that. So in high school, I also, like, cosplayed. And so I sewed a bunch mm-hmm. of costumes together, and I loved that. And I thought for a while, maybe I'll do that. But then I realized also, like, again, very hard work and not a lot of pay and, like, mm-hmm. very hard to get well-paid in that industry. And if you do, it's awesome. But, like, it's just really hard to get to that point. So, so. you were building your own costumes from oh, yeah. scratch? yeah. You know, my sister's like that. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. She's she's a she's a genius. It, it's frustrating. And, um, and here you are. I'm no. <laughs> here I am doing a podcast while she's like going to university. No, she's a genius. So she's like, she she literally told me once that she was much smarter than what the school was teaching her. Mm-hmm. And so like, it, it's it's great to be a genius, but it sucks for the family because they geniuses know they're smarter than everybody. Mm-hmm. And they remind you <laughs> that they're smarter than you, right. you know. But like one thing she used to do, I want to say she was like fourteen or fifteen. Oh, this was several years ago. I wonder if I—I I don't remember if I was still living in Detroit or not. She built her own costume. Wow. She got the fabric. She went and got the supplies, and it was—it was strange to me because I was like, "How do you even know?" Yeah. So how how yeah. did you learn how to do all that stuff? Um, so I, my first costume was, um, if you guys ever played Final Fantasy X-2, was I played Final Fantasy in like 10 to 12 years. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it was like this like black leather outfit with all these straps and stuff and all this weird stuff. My parents were like, you're not wearing that outside. But Sounds then, like Final Fantasy to me. Yeah, right. It was like a little, a little too sexy for a 15 year old. But, um, <laughs> I saw it and me and my girlfriends wanted to do the group, the three characters in it. So we got it made by these women like who lived in the same neighborhood as me that we happened to find. And then... Um, afterwards I was like, well, I kind of want to learn. Like, it's really expensive to pay you guys. So like, Mm -hmm. can you just give us sewing lessons instead? Mm -hmm. So they gave us our first sewing lesson. And then we did Final Fantasy, uh, I think eight costumes. Yeah. And then from there, I just started like picking it up and kind of like Googling stuff. And thank God for Google, honestly. And then I had a couple of friends I met through conventions and they would teach me stuff, but I was nowhere near as good as some of the people I hung out with. Like some people are insanely good like yeah. it's wild yeah. to me my sister's one of those i don't think anybody yeah. taught her anything that's crazy i think she figured it out i think she googled it you know she if you talk about like greek mythology with her she knows everything uh egyptian mythology or ancient egyptian history she knows everything so i always find it impressive you know when people can do stuff like that because i don't have that ability at all what about to you? learn 
<laughs> you have it well, so you would have a good authority on that. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the ability to just like know how to do something. And just I think it takes it. time, man. I think people yeah. don't realize the effort that people put into this stuff. They just see them like, oh, she's a seamstress now. But it's like it takes a lot of work. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not. I bet you there wasn't just one Google. I bet you there were a lot of. There's a lot. Um, oh, no, that's true. Fingers and there probably was a lot and, of. A lot of practice. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You know, I'll ask my sister, and if she tells me something different, I'll let you know. Yeah. But I mean, I I think it's impressive who people. Where there are a lot of people that can get things instantly and can yeah. see a video yeah. and do it once, and then they're like professionals. Well, yeah. some people are very like easy at picking up. I think like physical things. Like my boyfriend is like, he'll watch a video once and like know how to do the thing immediately. And I'm like, what the f-? really? Like I gotta watch yeah. it over and over, and I dissect it, and I'm like, okay, I think that's I that's not it. how he got into DJing, is it? No, <laughs> he had friends and he went yeah. to music school, whatever. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But it was pretty fun. I think you're also predisposed to be able to learn certain things better, right? Like I see totally. people do like Rubik's cubes, and I'm like, oh my god. I can yeah, that's one thing I have to say that it's one of those things that's on my like bucket list is to solve. Dude, a Rubik's there's a formula. Cube. I dated a guy who told, like showed me the formula, and it's right. actually like if you just know the rotations, which direction, how many times you can do any Rubik's cube, for like pretty quick actually. Okay, yeah. say that much slower. For, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, for, sorry. for the non-geniuses. There. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's like, so it's like something like, you know. There's two, a rhythm. Yeah, there's a rhythm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Two turns left, two turns up, four turns right, like four turns down. It's So yeah. have you solved one before? Uh, like I did a line and then I was like, I'm bored of this. And then he was like, okay. See, it's still difficult. Even when you know. That- <laughs> you got to practice. It's yeah. true. I've always been impressed that Will Smith knows how to do it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. like there's a video. Have you ever seen um, Pursuit of Happiness? Fresh Prince of. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't excuse that for sure. <laughs> Uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Yeah. He figures out the Rubik's Cube, right? And I always thought that was just like movie shit, right? Like Uh camera editing, blah, blah, blah. They, you know, one angle they show him doing, the next angle he just got a complete, you know, like they just gave him a complete one on set. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he actually completed one like on Instagram live or some shit. Cool. And I was like, fuck, okay. So I'm trying to learn how to do that. That's on my bucket list. Yeah. Nice. So, we know there are many th- different forms of visual art, but you do abstract art. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to do abstract art as opposed to any other visual art style? Because I can't draw for shit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was out of pure laziness, which is the most like kind of ironic thing to me. And it's like, yeah, everybody says I'm so good, but like, I just don't know how to do anything. I, I was. <laughs> did you like to draw or no? I do. I love to draw. Okay. And there's so many things like I want to draw. Uh-huh. I just am not good at like, I haven't practiced, I should say. Mm-hmm. And it makes me not good at like understanding form and all that. And so mm-hmm. like I, when I was getting back into it, it was just like, well, I want to do something artistic. And I just had these paints I had randomly bought just for fun. I kind of went crazy at the art store and just like bought. I was like, that looks pretty. That looks cool. Like just pick random shit up. And then uh, I got home and I just started like throwing them down. Because like mm-hmm. that's kind of around the time it would have been like two and a half years ago when like the dirty poor paintings, which is like kind of the style I do, got really, really popular. Mm-hmm. So I just started trying to copy people. Wait, what's dirty poor? Yeah, I was yeah. about to ask dirty the same thing. Like, See why I brought Harris here today? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> good questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rude and will interject. Like, stop talking. Tell me Harris, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so it's basically just the concept of like, um, taking paints that are that are thinned out so they're more like viscous and liquidy and just like mm. pouring them together and making these cool abstract things. Usually okay. they have what are called cells, which are like the little round kind of like bubbles you see in my paintings. Um, and that's what you do with silicone, but that's a whole other thing. So really your your whole introduction to abstract art is because... I'm lazy. 
<laughs> I was like, I could either, because I also loved, for example, I loved mandalas. I still do, but I loved that at the time a lot. And I was trying to learn them. And I was like, well, I could learn how to draw mandalas and spend hours doing it. Or I could just do this thing right now in like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was just more economical. So time, wait, but, how know. long, and I hope that's not a question on my sheet here, but how long, <laughs> did, how, how long does it take you to do like, I guess, a basic art piece? So if it's like it's maximum like three hours because the paint I have to work with the paint wet. So if the paint dries, like I can't work with it anymore. Mm. So it's up to three hours, and that's kind of when the paint starts to dry too much that you can't move it around anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I just put the like the resin coat on top afterwards, and that's it. So how did you learn? I hope this is also not a question on my sheet. I'm not looking at my sheet. Right <laughs> now. I'm just like I like it. It's all loose. It's fine. Like freestyling this shit right now. Um, how did you learn to do that form of visual art of abstract art outside of, of course, you know, because you say you're lazy and, and you yeah. just don't know how to draw. But like, how did you learn to like even because I mean, I, don't they teach abstract? There's got to be an abstract art class they, yeah, or something, right? They probably do. So like, how did you learn to like put the put everything together? Or is it just not that hard to do? Not uh, to take away from. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but it, in a way, if you know what you're doing, it's not that hard. You know what okay. I mean? There's a lot of things, I think. And so like, especially with this, it was like, I just looked at people online and on Instagram and stuff and I was like, okay, that looks cool. Like, I kind of want to emulate that. So I'd mix those colors and try to kind of copy what they did or and try to get to that vein and it would turn out differently but then I would learn something from that and so it was just like a process of trial and error consistently and I, I'm kind of the person that like doesn't love to read instructions even though I know I should mm-hmm. so like I end up messing up the Ikea furniture a lot not anymore, but <laughs> no no you always get that shit where it's backwards you put it in backwards yeah. or something that happens to me all the time no my boyfriend literally did that last night he made it like <laughs> these shelves I had bought the, yesterday and, and I looked at it and, and my girlfriend was over and she's like I don't think that's the right way and we're like trying to figure it out and then we look at the packaging we're like yeah all the shelves are flipped upside down but the rest of it's put up like the right way so we had to do it and do everything and then put it all back together properly <laughs> but you know what actually ikea furniture is one i wish they would give more written instructions I know. what because no but the written it doesn't make no, sense no no because do, like the no. picture sometimes i'm like what the fuck is this like you don't ever get confused. did you not have lego as a child <laughs> yeah. I lego did. prepares you for ikea that's that the, is true yeah. that's a very good point well i guess I did not have Legos growing See? up. That they makes should give sense. you like a Lego starter yeah. set with your first Ikea piece. <laughs> yeah, it should be for like kids. Learn. If you take your kids to Ikea, they should get some Lego. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Train the future. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. I've, I've heard people say that like Legos are the basis for a lot of like kids, like careers. Like one of my friends, he's Lego? Lego. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Really? <laughs> I'm interested to see how it goes. Really <laughs> <laughs> um... One of my friends is an engineer, and I don't know if he was bullshitting, though, but um, he was saying that when he first thought about becoming an engineer or whatever, it was because he was playing with Legos. Mm. Like, he was building blocks and whatever, and then something clicked in his mind about, and then engineering just seemed to be the natural fit for him. This, kids, is what we call anecdotal evidence. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's true, though, you know? It's like, there's something there to, like, letting the kid explore and, like you know, put stuff together. That's what engineering is. It's like being creative, but also being mathematical. Exactly. There's got to be some stat out there for like how Legos help children develop some type of um, (laughs) something, you know, like there's, there's a fucking study for everything, man. It's true. You know what I mean? Like you can find a study and that (laughs) confirms your bias anywhere. Not saying that like they do these studies to confirm biases, but I mean, I'm sure there's just some information out there that says like talking about anti-vaxxers. Flatters. Yes, and well, sorry, flatters. Oh, speaking of, I met yeah. one. 
last God. weekend. Right? I've never met one in real life. No, I, I met one on last weekend. At, uh, I went to the barbershop. I go to the barbershop every week. And then there's a coffee shop I go to that's right next to it. And this guy came in, and I don't know how he started talking. And then next thing I know, he's talking about how... Um, he don't believe satellites are real. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a government conspiracy. <laughs> and, um, GPS is a government and, conspiracy. And then that um, you actually, nothing can actually leave or enter the earth. He believes it's kind of something like a glass dome. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh dear. And um, the reason he believes the earth is flat is because liquids are always level. Or something even That's actually po- a pretty good one. <laughs> that's, that's better than some of the other things. That's I've heard, the first for sure. one that I hear, and I'm like, hmm, how would I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that's the other how to counter thing, that one. The other thing he said. Well, I asked him because I've always been the. I've I've always said if if I meet a flat Earth believer, then I got to ask him this question: Like, do you ever look at the moon and be like, Yo, what the fuck? It's happening, right? Like, why is the moon round? You know, so I asked him. I didn't ask him like that. I said, if you look at the moon and it's a spherical shape, why would you assume that the earth would be any different? Yeah. And but it got, could be a flat disc, right? I mean, just to play devil's advocate. <laughs> it's just a flat disc facing So us. the earth could be a circular disc, but it's still flat. No, that wouldn't work. I don't. I'm not a scientist, man. You know, let's just. Should we bring uh, one in on this? Thing? Yeah. I'm definitely gonna bring a scientist in to like talk about this shit. I have yeah. no idea, you know, but I don't think so. Stop giving these guys evidence, man. They're gonna listen. Listen, the Earth could be a flat disc. I heard Harry mm-hmm. near Harrison and Dean say <laughs> the Earth could be flat. He doesn't know yeah. how liquids work, so. <laughs> oh. So, sorry. Back to art. You know, it's all about Chloe and art right now. Yeah. Yes, oh, bring the digress. podcast back to me, please. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> um, so with the art, do you remember like doing your first design? So two parts: your first design mm-hmm. that you ever did, and then the first design you did that you sold to somebody. Ooh, okay, yeah, first design for sure. It's actually on my Instagram. It's my first like art post, mm-hmm. and it was like it was okay. I didn't. Where do you it. draw the line of like what is your first thing? Because like how like aren't the Final fan. I was about to say Fantastic Four. Like, aren't, aren't, aren't the Final Fantasy costumes that you made also? Don't they count that's as true. art pieces? Yeah, that's, well? yes, like, that's like, Where do you decide? Like, I, I mean, am like, an the artist first now. piece of art was probably like the first shitty macaroni necklace I made my parents. Right. But like, first piece of art in like that's abstract everybody's art, let's first say. piece of art. Yeah. Right? <laughs> everybody's had a macaroni uh, yeah. necklace sometime in their life. It always yeah. makes me think of that um, that joke where what's that comedian? He's like, you "Used to be my balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> now you making me a macaroni necklace and shit." It's <laughs> my favorite. Um, no, but I think first abstract for sure it's that one on my Instagram and it's like I don't know I was just throwing color down and like it was not good and I was like okay I'll just add some white here and like try to fix it and whatever and and it was nice because I posted it and I got like quite a positive response from a lot of people which was kind of surprising so I was like okay I guess like this could be a thing and like let's just do it for fun and then the first piece I sold would have actually technically been a trade I did with a friend at work so I traded him one of my first pieces uh, in exchange for a tent and uh, four camping chairs. That's yeah. a oh, that's shit. pretty. That's was, a lot of money, really. Yeah, that's a about dope it, yeah. trade. He was yeah. like, "Well, my parents found it in their place, and they're getting rid of it." And I, I use that tent at every festival. Yeah, every camping trip, it's nice. awesome. Yeah. yeah, outbound. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're just doing a lot of these plugs right now. We're gonna have to get a lot of sponsorship dollars coming this way soon. You're gonna be rich by the end of this, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> so, 
Um, when you, how many paintings have you sold since you sold that one? And then did you think that since that your trade was the first one? Yeah. Did you after doing that? Did you think, oh wow, this is maybe something I can do, or did you already were you already getting back into, um, trying to do art? It took me a while. So like I would say, probably like three to six months before I was like, okay, this seems like something that I can maybe explore, because I had sold maybe. Up to now, I probably sold, I would say, like, 20, 30 pieces mm-hmm. at least. Uh, wow, that's ballpark a lot. It. Wow. But to me, it's like, I'm so self-critical. I'm like, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, yeah, at that point, I'd sold, like, a, like two or three. And it was like, people at work, a lot of people at work were like, oh, I want something. I want something. And like, can you can you do this or that? And so that was kind of cool, just having it grow so organically that, like, mm-hmm. it went from being just, like, a total hobby to, like, so many people encouraging me in a way that was not just, like, Hey, good work. Because, right? mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of your friends can like say that's really good, whatever you've done. But like, sometimes in the, you know, they go to talk to their other friend. They're like, that was shit. But like, <laughs> I gotta be nice because I gotta support her. And, like, I gotta Harris. lift her up. I don't want to ruin her self esteem. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no. So, do you have a process in place to make art? I mean, like, once it starts becoming lucrative, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you gotta have a system. You gotta wow. have something to it's like. Almost scale as if up. you read the outline, oh <laughs> but I didn't. I'm just that smart. <laughs> Sorry. Go uh, ahead. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, I, I do have a, a bit of a system. It's like, and if I'm doing a, if I'm doing a commission, I usually mix up enough paint to do a bunch of pieces all at once. Because like, a, I want to explore that color palette, mm. and I want to mm. try out usually new techniques anyway. So it's always like an evolving thing. So I'll set up like usually four to six to eight to ten canvases on my little like space I have at home and then I'll like just do a bunch of them all at once because the thing is too I want to make art accessible and I want to make it cheap enough so I have to do it at a I have to do it in a way that is easily scalable that doesn't mean I'm doing one painting at a time because that's why art's so expensive is because it's one person focusing on this piece for like 40 hours you know what I mean and it's hard to like to ask for $700 for a piece that's like you know 10 by 10 but like if somebody's put in I don't know, 40 hours or something, it makes sense, right? Like that's actually really cheap. So I see that actually as a struggle with a lot of like friends I have who are artists that do more um, realistic work and stuff like that or, or more of things that are of actual like forms and things in real life. And it's I can see the frustration and it's tough because – I don't know, we get things so cheap now, everybody expects it to be, like you go to Ikea and you get a really nice print of something and it's like $15, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so do those artists have different temperaments than you? Like, are they more angry? Cause... <laughs> <laughs> Did I make them sound angry? I'm sorry. No, well, I feel that way. Like when I have to do like multiple different things all the time, like just to have the enthusiasm between each project yeah. is like, God damn, so difficult sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just wonder that. if you struggle, if like you're doing multiple at the same time, is that something that you struggle with at all? Or For me, no. Okay. I love it. And I kind of love, like I'm a workaholic. I love being busy. I love always yeah. having more things to do on my to-do list because I'm a psychopath. Right. Uh, or maybe a masochist. I think that's what makes people good, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be good. You are good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, right. But I think uh, with my friends too, I would say for the most part, they're pretty, they're pretty chill. But mm. um, I think... It can be. I can see the frustration sometimes. You know. What right. I mean? Yeah. So we talked about the process. I remember we talked about how, mm. like, the pro. We got that process right for how you do it. But how long does it take you to even get to the point to like, you've got an idea, and now you want to execute it? Uh, okay. So for me, it's like. It kind of depends on a few things. Like lately I've been um, finding pictures where I really like the color palette in it and I'll Mm -hmm. go off that. So I did a series where I did like mostly birds, 
I've been finding more birds, so it's kind of been continuing. But there's a bunch of different things I'll just see that I'll save on my computer or my phone, and I'll just use it as inspiration. So that, I mean, it can take anywhere from like, you know, one day to like weeks and weeks until I finally get to go kind of explore that idea and explore that color palette. Um, but uh, if somebody gives me a commission, it's like so difficult because mm -hmm. they give, yes, they give me like some constraints in terms of size, hopefully color palette, kind of the idea <clears throat> they want to go for. But at the same time, I'm also like freaking out because I'm like, well, I want them to love it. And then mm -hmm. I get two in my head and I literally sit there, like, especially if I smoke weed, it's like, I'll sit there, <laughs> I'll have all the paints mixed. I've got my soundtrack on. I'm sitting in front of everything and I'm ready to go. And it's like, I sit there for an hour going, well, like, what if I just maybe this? And like, what about that? And like, I just psych myself up sometimes and psych myself out sometimes. Which Is Is it just because it's commissioned? That's the only thing that changes? The every, Everything yeah. else about the process is the same? I would, I would think hmm. that would be what, because yeah. then it just, yeah. you, you're restricted in your creative, like, um, process it a bit because yeah. you have to but you're not it. more confident because you're like okay this is someone's already come to you they already yeah. like your work so it's like the pressure i would think maybe the pressure would be less but no well it's, it's like, like it's weird because it's both it's like yeah. yes they're the confidence in me like totally gives me confidence and i'm like so grateful and so like amazed that they even want something for me and i'm glad but then it's like okay if they don't love this like i'm gonna feel shit forever mm -hmm. so right and it's, right. usually it's people i know so it's like even today like my friend's boyfriend uh, came and dropped off a vinyl to me and he wants to do a piece for her uh, for Christmas for her. And uh, like he gave me the color she likes, the color she doesn't like. And uh, and he's like, oh, I want this part kind of kept in whatever. And it was like, okay, cool. But then it's like, I only have one shot. Like, I don't want to fuck it up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then if I fuck it up, like, and I, I know they're never going to tell me they don't like it, but like mm -hmm. you can tell when someone doesn't like mm -hmm. it. And I just, that feeling just gnaws away at me at night. You know what yeah. I mean? And if yeah. I like them, it gnaws away at me. If I don't like them, then who fucking cares? You gave me that one. But, <laughs> but <laughs> usually I like them. So it's yeah. usually like upsetting, but it doesn't happen. It's only happened once. So thank goodness. You know, okay, that's crossed. pretty good. Yeah. Have you ever um, redid a piece after starting it? Because you oh, yeah. like how it was going. How often does that happen? Not a lot, but the first, uh, I would say the first big commission I did, it was like a 36 by 36. And like I did it three times. Wow. wow. Yeah. It, wow. Like I was Third time's I, a charm. <laughs> but like the third time I was like, I need to get this right or else like I'm just wasting my time and like this girl's gonna be so mad. And like I just it was very stressful. So how long did it take you to finally finish that one? Like how much time did you That after, was like and at what point did you like in the like in completion did you say, Okay, now I'm gonna scrap it, do it over and then okay, now I'm gonna scrap it again, I'm gonna do it over. Well, I did it. I did the like resin code over it and then I was like, Okay, that sucks. And then I did it again like a week later and then I put the resin code over it and I was like, that still sucks. And then I think like a, probably a week later, I was like, okay, we're going to try something totally different. And I tried something totally different and it kind of just like worked out. And I was like, and it just, at the end, I looked at it and it was like, that's exactly it. That's her. That's exactly what I wanted to make for her. I finally got it. But it was like, just especially being on that big of a scale, like I'd gone from like, I don't know, 10 by 10 pieces to 36 by 36. And it was like totally daunting, but it was what I needed. I needed someone to have the the confidence in me to want a piece that big and to commission it. You know what I mean? And I gave her an insanely stupidly low price, but because mm. I didn't know what I was doing. It was just the beginning. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, $200? Like, <laughs> so, yeah. And I'm glad because it really, it helped me learn so much. Like, I really learned a lot from that piece. Yeah. So it kind of worked out in the end. Do you but, worry about, I know we kind of talked about it, but do you worry about you not liking a piece and them not liking a piece? Or the, does the opposite ever happen where you don't like the piece and they like the piece? Yeah. So not in commissions, but... Um, there's a couple pieces that I've had from like previous shows I've done that are like just sitting in my house and I'm like, eh, whatever, it's all mm -hmm. right. I'll probably paint over it. 
And then I have a friend be like, can I buy that? And I'm like, you like that? Are you sure? <laughs> like, we have more. <laughs> Speaking of, um, we've been over to your place. You invited us for Halloween That's true. party. Thank you for coming. And, um, Cal- thank Way you for inviting I was just a black man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, I guess it's not racist because you're... Yeah. You. Cause <laughs> would have been better if he dressed up as you. Yeah. Oh, that would, I could never dress up as him. <laughs> just in a darker town. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and I feel, like, I feel like your home is like reflect of what I imagine an artist's home would be. Thank just you. all types of art. Yeah. Everywhere. Just like on the wall. Yeah. You go up the stairs, it's art. We spent time, I don't know why we were trying to decipher the different mushrooms in one of the paintings. No, but I love that piece. It's, mm. I, we did try to make, excuse me, we do try to make our home very inspiring. Mm. And like, I want it to A, feel like home and B, like, I want it to really inspire me. I want to look around and, and just even as vain as it might be, but even looking at my own, it's like, fuck mm. yeah, like, I love that shit. You know what I mean? Like, damn. Because yeah. I think you should, even though you should be self-critical because it pushes you forward. You should also love your own stuff to a certain That's degree. absolutely true. Like, do you guys have jokes that you find that you're like, that makes me laugh, even yeah. though I made it up? Yes. No. No. No? <laughs> um, I find all my jokes funny. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so but humble. What, like, what a typical comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's just very typical of being a comedian. Mm. No. Um, I don't love all my jokes. Really? No. What's a joke you hate? I hate a lot of jokes that people like because I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, this is really dumb, but people always love them. So I keep them in because I'm like, it's not about me. It's about the people. It's true. It's fair. It must fair be nice enough. getting immediate audience feedback and totally like. Unfiltered. Except when you get none. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. When that's the feedback. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Worst, best, worst and best moments at the yeah. same time. Yeah. yeah. Plus, the, the more I'm learning about stand-up comedy, the more he goes, the more I don't do it. Mm. Um. It's all about the audience, man. Because I've performed in different places and a joke would just be like, great. Like, yeah. everybody loves it. And then you do the same joke somewhere else and then the reaction is like, some people like it, but it's not like the love you got from it somewhere else. So it depends. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying, honestly, I'm going to start doing comedy again now because I have more time. And I've been telling him, like, I don't want to do open mics anymore. You got to. You got to pay your dues. I, this is this is the thing. This is I want to do. Now I'm not talking about doing book shows. I'm trying to get into like real comedy clubs for like amateur night. Mm. And uh. the reason is because I find my issue with going to um, open mic nights is everybody trying to be a comedian. So like everybody in the room is trying to be a comedian. So I feel like that's not a good audience that you get an assessment on. If, if you think jokes. about it though, if you get somebody to laugh at an open mic, how funny you got to be to pull? Yeah, that if you make a comedian yeah. laugh. So it's like it's like a hard it's like a shitty I mean it's a tough battleground but if you get the laugh it's like yeah, so much I, more motivating. I feel like that uh, and I'm a harsh critic he knows. Yeah. I'm a harsh critic of comedy. I've sat so in the, your it, jokes must be really funny if you think all of your jokes are really funny. I, I think they are, you know. I've even used them on people before without them knowing. Please don't know? do it today. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> you saying he's not funny? <laughs> This this is the guy who keeps actually trying to get me into. He's very encouraging. He's trying to get me to do more oh. shows. He actually told me like oh, you need to do more shows. Yeah. I know he's three compliments in one night. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> what were the other two? <laughs> <laughs> I gave two already. Right. Um, yeah, uh, he's he was telling me to do more shows, and he was like, and I was like, why? He was like, because you're funny. I was like, oh, that actually touched my heart, Harris. Oh. You yeah. know, I wasn't expecting him to say that. 
Well, you just got to get it from your heart to your brain and then to your feet, and then you can go to the shows and actually do them. Yeah. I mean, I was going to do a watch you perform. I was going to do a show on Sunday, but yeah. I found a reason to not do it, and which is typical of uh, like <laughs> beginning comedians. Yeah. Like, so, do you have that as an artist too? Are you a big excuse maker, or do you like how big is scheduling and keeping yourself honest to like keep yourself going through the creative process? Because it, it it can be pretty miserable sometimes. Oh, totally. And yeah. I mean, you guys know the creative process is so like touch and go. Like sometimes you're so inspired. I like hearing it from other people too, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're it's all miserable fucks and we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> trust me. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's comforting. <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> not alone in this weird world. Um, no, totally. Like I, for me, scheduling is huge just in my life in general. And I've learned how to like figure out my life through that. And like, if you look at my calendar, my boyfriend thinks I'm a psycho in that way. That Like everything is in there. Like I've got every single thing I'm doing that day. That's important that I need a reminder for, which is everything. Cause my brain mm. can't keep track of it. Yeah. And I think that's the only reason I get so much done because like, like people at work are always joking about me. They're like, I don't know, like you're going where after and then you're doing what? And you're going to the two parties tonight. Mm. Like, how do you fit it all in? No. You, you know, like, but you know, they're always like classic Chloe, just running off to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, the only reason I can get everything done that I want to because I want to do so many different things, you mm. know? Do you do keep you- it all in your phone? Or do you, uh, I, I'm a physical agenda type oh, really? of Are you? Yeah. No, I'm eco-friendly. Yeah. So. Well, my thing is my writing's not that neat. So like, because yeah, when I'm at work, sometimes that's I write fair. down an order and I'm like, is that medium rare or medium well? Like, <laughs> well, you got to get that right. <laughs> yeah, I do go back to the table and it's like, I can't, I literally say sometimes, I'm sorry, I can't read my own writing. What was your side? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what was your doneness? Oh, yeah. God. Do you ever, um, and I feel like this happens to me, do you ever get like excited? Like maybe you're going to bed and your brain is just running yes. and running and then you get a good idea yes. and you just don't know how to execute it? Yes. But I always love the challenge of like, okay, let's try this out. Let's see how we can maybe go about this thing. And I think especially with like the advent of Instagram and YouTube and all that stuff, like Mm -hmm. going through Instagram now just daily, like there's so many artists that are posting the process of what they're doing that I end up picking up really interesting techniques. And even I love it because it's like I can apply the same technique, but I don't always get the same result. And that's kind of fun for me because like each painting is kind of a little surprise because I never know how it's going to really turn out in the end. Mm -hmm. I just kind of have a general idea. Mm. So what's I guess Paint that picture That's also reassuring to hear <laughs> Paint that picture Of what that general idea l- Looks like Kind of like I'm guessing you kind of know the. Do you even know the colors yet or Yeah do that's you like pretty know? much The only thing I know Really? Mm. Yeah colors and like Like there's a couple different Say styles That mm-hmm. I do and it's like the person hopefully tells me one of the three styles they like. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And so that's kind of how I narrow it down. But then from there, it's just kind of free There are three styles of abstract art? Well, no, like that I do. Like let's say like oh. my – or three right now. I would say three main styles. Like there's one with like the bubbles in it. There's one where it's like more streaky and like lines. And then mm-hmm. there's one where it's more like kind of splashy if that makes sense. But mm-hmm. it's like I'll get them to send me pictures of like what they like, what colors they like. And like pictures with color palettes they like. And then also, like, if there's any work I've done before that they really like, just to kind of narrow it down, because mm-hmm. you could do anything. Like, there's so many applications for abstract art, and even the just even the dirty poor type of art. It's kind of insane. Like, it's the things that people do sometimes. It really surprises me and blows my mind. Really? Yeah. What's the most challenging like piece you've had to done outside of the one like the big take, one? Take away the um, you want it to look good for the person who been commissioned. Yeah. Let's t- even take away commission pieces in general. Gotcha. Like. 
What the fuck was my question? Well, that's the most di- difficult one you said. I think. Yeah. Well, difficult is like, they can be difficult varieties of difficult yeah. too, right? It could be like technically difficult or like emotionally difficult. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Emotionally difficult was definitely it. It was sort of a commission in the sense that like I was donating a piece to a charity auction, mm-hmm. right. and uh, it was like the first kind of big thing that I had done. It was like a year into doing it, and I was really excited and like this great opportunity to like get in front of like people with a lot of money. You know what I mean? And uh, so I did this piece and it was like a really long, I think it was like 46 or no, 40 by like, I don't know, 26 or something like that. So it was like super long and I did it and it like, it just turned out beautiful. It was like one of my favorite pieces I've ever done. Mm. And so I have it propped up. I always have the pieces propped up on these like little cups I have, these plastic cups, because that way the paint drips off and it doesn't like pool on the floor. And then you don't have to cut off the sides when the paint dries and like, like dries on the sides. And so... I'm like, okay, sweet. It's done. I can go downstairs, make dinner, whatever. So I go downstairs, make dinner, eat whatever. And then I come back upstairs and one of the cups had fallen. Mm. And so the whole painting has tilted and all the paint uh, had run off. So then it totally changed the painting mm. and I hated it. Oh, and especially no. knowing what it looked like before, I was like, I was so mad. Like, yeah. I, my was like, don't do worry. With, I was what did like, you do with that one? I still gave it to them. I had to, you know what I mean? Uh, like I had no time to fix it. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like you, just, you, you idiot like why didn't you just stay and make sure everything was perfect and double triple check and you know shoulda woulda coulda but yeah. that was the most emotionally difficult I think I, I was gonna ask are you like a multitasker when you're painting like are you doing a bunch of different shit at the same time or are you completely focused on I have to be focused on it because it, yeah. it's the the paint A mixes so kind of quickly that you can't really like I couldn't be making a meal and doing that at the same time like I have to focus on that and then when I'm done with it I just like walk away and leave it mm-hmm. um, do you have FOMO? Where you like get there and you you know you're like supposed to do the work and then you leave and nothing's gotten done. Sorry, what's FOMO? Yeah, sorry, I don't know. Fear of missing out. You're not oh. hip. Yeah, definitely. God damn, that. you really <laughs> heard that shit for the first time. I mean, I've heard the term, but you do you know, know what you YOLO s- is? <laughs> yeah. Just I just imagine you just nodding along to people like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And like, oh, that happens all the time. <laughs> It's like, all the time. Yeah, he's just I'm like, just like yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. mofo. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying it wrong. You're definitely saying it wrong, yeah. So yeah, do you get FOMO? <laughs> um, sorry, what was it? FOMO so, in terms of, oh yeah, like going away and then what, like not. Well, because you're like, when you're making pieces, I imagine you're by yourself, you're not doing anything else. Yes, and then, like, oh, FOMO in terms of doing that, but not doing other things. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I have a real problem with saying no to people. Like I have yeah. a real problem with like saying no to things and like right. activities. Like I want to do everything with everyone and be everyone's mm. best friend. Yeah, yeah. But then I also want to like get my own shit done. So like right. it's an impossible task. Right. So yeah, I definitely. But I'm learning now to like let go of that feeling because I just don't. It's hard. Yeah. If you have any tips or tricks to share, please for impart real. them. For just real. stop giving a fuck about everyone else's feelings. That's the only thing I've learned. I know. Well, but it's hard. It, it is hard. That's, that's, that's really hard in comedy. I feel like too. Well, you yeah, know, that's all like, you care yeah. about. Yeah, especially like like, like we me. get we, <laughs> we get people. I'm sure you get this all the time. Like people know, like you do stand up comedy, and when you tell them, they're like, "Oh, can we come to a show?" Yeah, and you're like, "No, yeah, <laughs> ah, like, absolutely." Like I, I don't invite friends or family. Or you get over that. Yeah. You will get over that eventually. No, I'm not. I'm not getting over it. I do not want them to see me. No, but you got to. You know. Yeah. Then I can't talk about them. No, you can't. Uh, <laughs> you just lose some friends. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> and some family. Yeah. You just shed the dead weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I think if they can't handle it, then fuck them. But also, yeah. you know, like you got to, I think, I think for to your point or to what you were asking, like also just in doing it and practicing the whole, like just for me saying no all the time. And now it's like, I just know I don't have time. So I say no. And it's not as big of a deal as it mm-hmm. was before. It was like, 
I'd be like, okay, maybe like if I just, I will get back to you. And like, if you just give me like a day, I'm going to switch, maybe switch. Something. I don't know. Just like, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, no, just say no. You know, you don't have time. Or mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah, I'll see what happens. That day. Like I'll text you. Even though yeah. I know in my mind, I'm not going to text you. Right. I'm not going to see you. But it, it must've taken you a while to build up to that. Totally. Oh, yeah. okay. it's taken years. Have you built yeah. up to yeah. that? I'm getting a lot better. But like sometimes when I'm doing really shitty work, um, the FOMO comes back and I'm just yeah. like, oh God, I should be. Is it like, what, is, what am I doing this for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is FOMO again? Fear of <laughs> missing out. <laughs> missing out. Yeah. He's right. right. ready to for you. This is a conversation yeah. that we're having. FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't feel like I get that. No? Well, that's no? good, man. I kind of don't. I, I do care about what people think, but more so the people that I care about. Uh, that's that makes you any sense. Yeah. You know, other people, um, not so much. Like, I, I'm probably, if you t- talk to any of my exes, they would say I'm pretty, like, low on the empathy scale. You know? <laughs> really? Yeah. And it's pretty bad. I don't think I am. Like, I are think... you, like, borderline psychopath or, like, sociopath? No, I'm not, like, sociopath or anything. I just okay. don't, I just, some things don't, like, Rile me up like they do some people. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, like for example, I don't get excited about weddings and like. That's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> you really? Oh, I mean, I you got to pay money. Them, yeah. <laughs> do you have to? You don't have to pay money. You have to pay money to attend a wedding. Yeah. You usually got to like a rent a car or something. No. You got to give them a gift. Oh. Maybe it's out of town, so you got to. Maybe that's out why of nobody town. invites me to any of their weddings. So. <laughs> <laughs> like we know he just wouldn't enjoy it so fucking. But well. no, I don't. I don't get excited about the things that other people seem to get excited about. You know what I mean? Like, right. like for me, the things that excite me are things that I really like, like mm. film, like doing a podcast. Like, I don't That's know, good, this- man. You should feel grateful because I feel like a lot of the people don't even know what they're excited about. So to even know at all what excites you. I guess you, that's fair. Think, you know, yeah. So positive. do you get really excited to do an art piece? Like, do like I imagine, yeah. Yeah. How long? Yeah. Like, and do you tell your boyfriend like you need to go? Like, what's does he get to stay around, or are you one of those people that's like do no, no, not he bother? can like hang out, but he knows I'm like probably not going to talk to him. Like, I I'm like pretty focused, and like usually I'll either put headphones in or just put music on because like I don't even like I've worked on projects with friends who like like I had one friend film me while I was doing it. And, oh really? Yeah. And so like before we can talk, but once I'm like doing it, it's like I was like I can't talk to you, man. Like I just gotta. Yeah. do this if you're gonna do it with me you know what mm, I mean so mm. and that's that to me is fine like I don't mind having people around it's just like I try to block them out and I try to like just get in the zone and kind of forget what else is happening around me do you have um this is one of my questions I actually did write down oh my god you're looking at the sheet <laughs> <laughs> holy sheet <laughs> <laughs> do you have like is there a particular um item or tool that when you're doing your work that you have to have with you in order to do it or mm. you, are you more of an improviser when it comes to doing your abstract art wait are you talking about like a tool or like a like a good luck charm no like a tool like something mm. you use to make gotcha. the art okay uh like during not so much like i have a bunch of different tools that come in handy generally i mean like the palette knife is probably the one thing like i couldn't go without because you have to use it to like scoop the paint put it in a thing mix it up with the other stuff like it and it just comes in handy with even like um sometimes the painting it's like the paints haven't mixed quite the right way and so you have to use a palette knife to like move stuff around but um i think to me the one tool overall that i couldn't live without is the the resin i put over top because like not that my paintings are bad without it but like it's like i do the painting i'm like it's good but then I put the resin over top and it does that like it's that like clear layer. 
on top that like really refracts the light and brings up the color and makes it just like pop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that to me is like the one thing that like any painting can't be without. Like that's the one element I never go without with all my mm. paintings. So every every painting has resin. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And how do you choose? Um, well, I guess it's a two part question. But the first part is, how do you choose what which items you're gonna create an art piece on? Because I've seen I went to your art show and you've got different yeah a variety of different things you make art on. Yeah. So how do you decide? Okay, you know what? I think this would be cool on this vinyl or this. You know, like the one I really like. Um, I think it looks like Jupiter. Um, like, oh yeah, that was on the vinyl too. That yeah, was on yeah, the yeah. vinyl too, right? Yeah, that pink and white one. Yeah, yeah, the pink. It. You still have it? Yeah, save it for me, please. Okay, cool. I really like that one. <laughs> um, so how do you decide? Like, like for that piece, exact for example, how did yeah. you decide? You know, I'm going to make this on a vinyl. Um, so honestly, it's just like so. I kind of what I do always is like I always like pop into Valley Village or whatever, or I like mm. see stuff on the side of the street and I just like pick it up. Like there's this one really? piece I did, yeah, that's like. These guys golfing and um, it's like layered with different like the trees are one layer and then the background's another layer and the guys golfing are another layer. And so I ended up like finding that at a bus stop that somebody had just like left there. And I was like, well, they're probably not coming back for it. So I'm going to take it home. And so I just like pick random stuff up here and there. I'll see something online and I'll buy it like those little bus I, I did. Wow. And so then it's just like when I'm painting, I'm like, I don't know, like, let's try this. Let's try the vinyl. Let's try the bus. Let's like I just pick whatever kind of feels right. And I just kind of play around. So you're it. almost like a reuse. I try. Uh, type of abstract artist. Yeah. Like you reuse things. You you know what I think you love if you ever went to Detroit. You will love the Heidelberg project. What's that? Yeah. Hey Ross, can you can you pull up the Heidelberg? Can you Google that? Oh, wow. We're getting, next, <laughs> sorry, we're, we're getting next level here right now. Sorry, I'm yeah. I'm talking to Jamie now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's your young Jamie's can, back there. Can you Google Heidelberg project and put that on the um on the screen if possible? Let's yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool. I didn't know we could do that. Yeah. You yeah. can just ask stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Yes. If you could just look at some images, yeah. Like so, this is an area in Detroit. This guy, he took. What's a um, house? It's it's a house. It's a bunch of stuff. Um, can you click on images? So, yeah, this is great. So Whoa. this guy in Detroit, he took just like what? random stuff, huh. right? I love it though. It's and so this creative. Block, uh, I I can't. I don't remember the street name. But there's this block. Oh, so it's like a bunch of different houses. It's a bunch of different houses. It's different stuff. Like it's a whole block of like just artwork he did. Oh, that's cool. So I, I feel like that. you would love if you went to Detroit. That would be something you would Thank have to you. go see. The one part of Detroit I saw was very scary, and I wanted to go back inside. <laughs> <laughs> like no offense, I it's was not, like I went to it's like not all scary. No, I know, no. but I like went to the equivalent of like the Bay, and I was like everybody the was so bay. mean in there, and I was like I just want to go get my curling iron and get out of here and go back to the hotel now, please. <laughs> well, you were in Detroit when we. I went for an anime convention. Oh, wow. Nice. Oh, for 20, did you make your own costume? No, we didn't have time. It was a quick 24-hour trip that Thank my you, friend Ross. and I decided to like impromptu go to. And so we drove down, went for like six hours, and then drove back and then took a nap on the way back because we were so freaking tired. But it was it was really fun. But yeah, that it was like kind of sketchy. Mm. I don't know exactly where you were I at. I don't know where I was you know. either. <laughs> but yeah. when's the last time you were there? Oh, that would have been like second university. So like eight. Years ago, oh, well, it's changed so much. Really, eh? Changed so much. Even I was there in June, and for my sister's graduation, and I went to the whole university. And it's funny how universities they don't seem to change that much while you're there. Mm. And then after I left, it seemed like so much shit changed. Like 
They had a they knocked down an apartment building. They built a new dormitory. There was a new business school built. Like, and this is I've only been gone for like four or five years. Yeah. So like downtown, people love it. People love. It. I'm trying to go back. Yeah. And I I wouldn't live there though. I I think no, but I've heard good things. Like they there's a lot of cool. Um, like entrepreneurs and businesses that yeah. are moving in there. There's a lot of great I mean? art like, in Detroit too. Like, um, one of the things they did, one of the companies downtown, they took like certain areas and like they created like murals and stuff. So like some of the parking lots is just like all art if you if you drive oh, through the parking that. lot. And then there's also the Detroit Institute of Art, the DIA, mm. um, which is better this- than the DEA. <laughs> 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 I don't want to be a comedian like you guys. Yeah. You're um, on the path already. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. Making bad dad jokes. Like, yeah, that's it. Um, there is a market. <laughs> yeah, the DIA has really good, great art. Like, mm. and it's massive. Have you ever gone to the AGO? Yeah, I love the AGO. Uh, I wouldn't say I love the AGO. Well, like it's all we got, so I love the AGO. Mm. Is it the only art gallery in, there's in a Toronto? Ryerson one too? Which one? There's something in the Ryerson too. Oh, I don't know if that's an true. Art and there's there's like stuff in Oak and whatever, but it's like that's the only like art gallery we have. Like that's like a big gallery. You that's know true. I mean? At I least in there would be other but, ones, you know. Yeah, but it's I mean, not the best. if you look at if you go to a museum though, like that's really a lot of a lot of art. Yeah. Okay, and granted, I will say the Montreal Museum is like museum of art is like way better than ours. Mm. It's way better. Well, people would say everything in Montreal is better. Yeah, it is so, way better there. So Just they speak French, which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's not way better the rest of it's way better <laughs> so so back to your art your process you know I heard you earlier talk about um, you got your soundtrack playing and stuff like what type of music do you listen to um, when you're doing art and does it have to be a certain genre of music or does it usually a mix going through it's a mix so but it has to be either an album or a mix like I can't because otherwise really? I'm just like clicking through songs and I like it's too distracting you don't do like a, do you have Spotify uh, I do. You're I don't just plugging all the things. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? I shouldn't say. Spotify, please sponsor this podcast. <laughs> We're so very sponsor poor. My life. Please. <laughs> We're starving out here. <laughs> I bought Subway for dinner. It was terrible. So, <laughs> on, on that note, though, is is there like a particular emotion that drives your art that you're trying to express, or like mm. a feeling, or anything like that? Sometimes, sometimes I'm really like pissed off or something, you know, and that's mm. like where it comes out. So but generally, that is the most potent. Sometimes, sometimes uh, like feeling. very few times, but sometimes. Okay. Because that's the thing, like I do it whenever I just have the time and I, I make the time for it. And that's kind of my thing. But it depends on how I'm feeling. And even sometimes like I'm totally uninspired. Like I've had, a, a, I think, two sessions where I can think of that I was like sitting there and nothing was turning out good. And I was just like, and it made me more frustrated. But it was like, you have to go through those moments. You guys know, like sometimes you have to have, you have to have those dips in your creativity to A, appreciate like when you are feeling super creative and feeling in your flow. And then also just like feeling good, you know, like you need both, but it's, it's, it makes Do you just it walk away from the art though when you're, when you're having those lulls in creativity? Cause I, I, I know that they're always going to be there. So I force myself to still try yeah. to do and make stuff when I'm in those lulls and I get just so angry and irritated that yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I, I would just have to say I'm the away? same way. Yeah. You know, especially like when I feel like it's almost there, like I have something that's there and I just can't quite figure out what it is. Yeah. That's better than having it. nothing. I, I mean, mean, I have so many times where I have nothing and I'm just like, but I still well, so like, even something. And let's talk about like joke writing, for right. example. Like, we have different processes. I don't actually sure. write anything down. Mm. Really? No. You're like I Biggie. Don't. <laughs> uh, that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> you dope, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't write anything down. Um, uh, like, as far as like, you know, you probably would write out the whole thing. Maybe if I have an idea, like, I think one, one time, sometimes we're shooting the shit. 
And maybe I'll say something He'll laugh And he's like that's funny And I'll write down like The thought But not the whole thing out But mm. what I usually do is I'll record myself Mm. Saying a joke, yeah. right? So no, like, that's good though. You can hear your cadence, your timing, exactly. All that, you know, you know? I mean? so like, and I use it. You can on... hear if you're doing any weird voices. <laughs> <laughs> so and I, but I also try jokes like things stick in my head. Mm. For example, I have this joke about how um, when I moved to Toronto, I uh, started, uh, I, I needed to, f- I started watching the news. To figure out what type of issues I should worry about, like syrup shortages and shit like that, maple syrup shortages. <laughs> that is what we worry about up here, yeah. <laughs> and um, I have this joke about like CP24, and it's like how CP24 is like your standard free channel. Like you buy a new TV, you get it free. Like you just go. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one channel you get, right? And I, I, I think about that because I think it's funny, but I don't know, right? And I never try out material. Um, at open mics. At <laughs> <laughs> categorically true, yes. <laughs> I never try out material like on stage mm. until I've tried it with like other people mm. like saying it. And Just like they, person to person like you and me? Exactly. Okay. So like maybe I'll say something and if you laugh and and which I realized was I was watching um comedians in cars getting coffee mm. and there was one with um Eddie Murphy and that was his same actual process was that he would say stuff and people would laugh and he'd Write it down, write it down, you know? So, like, I now, obviously, he didn't, he, if he had a recorder, he probably would record it. Yeah. You know, you can do everything with your phone. Mm-hmm. So, I try to record stuff. But, but yeah, so how does that work for an art? Like, do you ever have like bits as an artist that you're like, hey, I wanna do this later? Like, do you ever make notes that you come yeah. back to? Like, oh, really? Like, sometimes. So, like, I have like a, like a random list of like ideas of like, like one of the ones is like I was trying to figure out how to I love graffiti artists I love murals mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I can't do my art on a wall like I, it doesn't mm-hmm. work because it has to be uh, horizontal it has to mm-hmm. be flat mm-hmm. and then I can put it up on a wall but like mm-hmm. I can never just do a mural so I was trying to figure it out and then my, I was talking to my one friend and we were like smoking some weed and he was like <laughs> why don't you just like do some like tiles like bathroom tiles and I was like mm-hmm. oh that's so smart because they're you you have them vert like a um, horizontally laid flat. And you could do it all, and then you could put it over the wall, put some grout on it, and call it a day. And then you have a mural in a way, you know what I mean? Right, right. And I was like, oh, that's so smart. So I wrote that down. There's like a couple other ideas oh, where I've cool. seen other things that have inspired yeah, cool. me and want to try that. So I've played around with those ideas and like written them down. But yeah, there's like an ongoing list of like, I want to try to maybe do this thing. I just don't know how, but like it's something to think about. And it kind of, I find it's always percolating in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. I guess how would you execute that? Would you just go to like <laughs> Home Depot and yeah. get some tiles and then just like set them? Yeah. Um. Set them up on a like on a board or something. Like, what do you what do you put under the, your artwork to make sure like paint doesn't get on your floor and stuff like that? Well, like, I so I have a like a plastic sheet that I like. I bought a roll uh, of plastic sheeting and I just like tape it up everywhere. Kind of like uh, Dexter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I also kill people, yeah. but it's all very clean and yeah. uh, there's no evidence, so we're good. Yeah, you can find her on Airbnb yeah. <laughs> under experiences. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so going back We talked a little bit about um, Value Of the artwork mm. Like how do you yourself Determine How you Value an art piece So I try like, to like as as Monetary Monetary yeah. Like so I For sure I cover cost In terms of just materials I don't count labor Cause like Right now it just doesn't make sense Or else people would be paying a lot more Than I think I'd want them to pay And even mm. people would want to pay And 
And I'm trying to make my, I want it to be accessible again. Like I want it to be, I don't want to charge me like a thousand dollars for a, a tiny little piece. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to be hoity-toity art. I want to be art that's accessible to everybody in so many different ways, especially financially. Because I, mm-hmm. I think you should surround yourself with things that inspire you. And mm-hmm. if that happens to be my art, that would be awesome. And I would be happy to have that for you to have that in your home, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, so usually yeah, I'll take the material cost and then I'll just like, I don't know, tack on a number that feels good on top of it. And like, I usually go by size. So mm. like my small pieces are around 50. The medium pieces are like 100 to 200. And then the bigger pieces are like 300 plus, depending on how big. But mm-hmm. I try to make it reasonable. I don't want to, even though I think like I probably could get away with like that 36 by 36, I could have charged her $1,000. Like mm-hmm. instead I charged her way less because I think like. Do you ever feel like you undercharge for pieces? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like and the hard part is you're starting out so you're like I don't know like to me it's like you kind of have to get the cred by selling a bunch of pieces and eventually incrementally you know increasing it and, and going okay maybe $40 extra next time you know what I mean and and slowly you can start to I think also test out your market and see like what's a comfortable price range and then where does it cap out maybe if you go $40 above that do people not want to buy it anymore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know because before at the beginning like some pieces I was charging like way too much and I would be like, it'd be like a $400 piece and it'd be like a good size, but like nobody's paying, none of my friends are paying $400. Nobody has $400 to just drop. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had one guy do it, but that was it. Yeah. One guy pay $400 for a piece? Three fifty, but yeah. Three, oh, okay. You should have brought it up to four. Yeah, just that's okay. She did, but you asked her. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. <laughs> so, um, when you're doing these, these art pieces and stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't you don't sketch anything at all on a piece of paper. Like if you no. have an idea. Like I know we talked about you jot ideas down. Yeah. Um that you want to do later, but you don't like have an way of like just drawing it to see if you have it visually on paper. Because sometimes I know there's some people that like there's one thing to have it in their mind and there's another yeah. thing to like see it out visually before they do it. Like yeah. are you a person that's like it's in my mind, I know, and then I just go. Yeah, like I get the rough idea and that's all I can really work off of because it's abstract. But um, it's tough because like even in high school, my my high school teacher or my art teacher was always like, like you have to do the study. And I'm like, I just don't want to fucking do it. Like, can I just do the piece? And she was like, no, like this is part of the whole thing. You have to do the study to know what you're doing so then you can replicate it and you have a, and you've tried out some things. You know what I mean? But the hard part is so recently I uh, was working on a potential commission for a customer and like I did like. 12 studies because she kind of didn't know the direction and I didn't really know what direction she wanted to go. So I was like, I'll just play around. And like, this is a a really big expensive one. If she does say yes. Sorry, what's a, what's a study? So study is like a mini version of a painting. Oh, okay. Okay. So like I was charging her like $600 if she wanted the big piece. So it was like, okay, I'd be happy to do these studies for you. Cause like, if you're going to give me $600, I'll do anything. You know what mm. I mean? I'll kill whoever you want. Like, again, you the Airbnb. <laughs> Experiences. <Yeah. laughs> um, and so I did them and like I realized at least right now, I don't know if that's going to be forever, but right now my stage of like my skill level, let's say, mm-hmm. um, it's really hard to do studies of my paintings on a small mm-hmm. scale because the size of the painting does inform kind of what's going to happen in a way so I can't she wanted a really big piece and I, I can't do a small version of a big piece it just uh, I couldn't get the paints to to do the same thing on a smaller scale it's very I don't know if that makes any the sense the composition doesn't no, make I, quite the sense yeah, yeah the it just didn't like yeah. flow is right so I, I did these things that were like I mean I could do them on a big scale but I was like I don't know they probably would turn out way different even then you know what I mean like I just mm-hmm. didn't feel good about it so yeah I don't know if that answers do you ever do collaborations uh 
No, but I would love to. I've talked to a lot of people mm. about it, but there's, I do want to, cause like, I think it'd be really cool to have like illustrative stuff over top of my backgrounds, you know, or over, over, stuff, uh -huh. over, top, over top of my like abstract pieces, you know? Right. Cause it could be like a background for something, but, right. um, yeah, just a lot of like ideas thrown out there with other people, but just not a lot of like coordination and like finding the right time together. You know what I mean? Right. It's also hard to find people who you actually res like get along with and totally could work and connect with, with too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like even with like you guys, like would you feel comfortable doing like a, a sh an act, let's say with somebody else? Like, I, maybe would be, no. I would be comfortable doing it with yeah. theirs. Yeah. An act? Like a comedy act? Um, like, I you mean, know, like, um, was it do no, bumping mics? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, David yeah. Tell with David yeah. Tell and like almost like that, but maybe not that. You know what I oh mean? Oh my goodness, I don't know. I would I, when I think of collaboration, I would think me and him putting our own show together or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we would have a set time at you know x amount of time for him, x amount of time for yeah. us. I mean, for me, but it's our show, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. But like you to like be on stage at the same time, mm -hmm. it's kind of weird because like every comedian is is different. Yeah. You know, like they have different personalities. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, because it seems like a very individual, individualistic thing you guys do. You know well, what I mean? Like, because a lot of it is of. like, I mean, just like art is so subjective yeah. in anything, right? And it's a lot of it is based on experience. Yeah. You know, so like my jokes are gonna be his different from his jokes, like, and but there's similar concepts. For example, he mm -hmm. has jokes about being from Pakistan, coming to Canada. I have jokes about. Wait, you're not white? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> oh my God. It's it's the white guy confidence that I bring yeah. that uh, really sells just it. Really own it, you know. Yeah, I try. I respect that. Yeah. Uh, so no, so like we have similar uh, jokes about like he's from Pakistan and coming to Canada, and yeah. I have jokes about like being spoiler um, alert <laughs> about being an American and growing up in Canada and how like things like that, the differences, mm -hmm. the similarities, stuff like that. So, but I mean, it, it's it's all art is all about experience i feel for the most part yeah you know no, i agree so, so um i really hate that i say so um every time i'm about to ask a question like i'm trying to but i know it's coming so it's um like, just don't like, do it <laughs> uh what's your favorite part about being an abstract artist do you feel like do you feel like as an abstract artist you have more creative freedom or less creative freedom than like a visual artist of a different style I think so. I think that that to me is a two-part question. I think, mm -hmm. um, I think my favorite part would be just seeing what other, or how other people connect with it, or what other people see in it, or what other people get from it, because it's totally different each time. You know what I mean? Like, uh, do you get a, that feedback from your sometimes? Yeah, yeah. So, like, my boyfriend, for example, has like the first piece I ever did. Mm -hmm. uh, he in, has it. Like, yeah. he owns it. Well, like, I gave it to him because I was like, I have nowhere to put this in my house. Like, can I put it in your apartment? And he was like, sure. So I just, like, put it up in his wall. <laughs> but now you guys live together, right? Yeah, so I have it back now. <laughs> so it's mine again. It's fine. Full circle. Yeah. Um, everything his is mine, right? So and I guess it's ours also, but it's mostly mine. Uh, <laughs> kidding. I love you, honey. Um, but, uh, no, it's cool because, like, he's had friends over and they've been like, oh, look, I see this or I see that or whatever. And he's told me all these things. And it's kind of interesting just, like, nice. seeing what people connect with and even even the, the pieces that we put up in our house that are mine because I have nowhere else to store them it's like 
some people, some people will be like, oh, that's really cool. And other people will be like, oh, I love that one. And then like, again, some people are like, I love that one. And I'm like, I hate that one. What the fuck? Mm. Yeah. So it's, that's really interesting. Wait, do you have pieces in your home now that you don't like? That are hung uh, up? Because you had a lot of artwork. Not the ones there. I've hung up. No, I generally like all of those. I think so except for one, So it's the one that's one, on the maybe. floor that you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Actually, there's one in the top right corner of our living room uh, behind the couch that, I don't know if you noticed it, but I don't really love that behind one. Behind the couch? Behind yeah. the couch? Oh, like b- above the Above wall, the couch, sorry. The couch, yeah, yeah. Not like. Wait, was I hate it so much I, I hit it behind the couch like, it's up but I, see it <laughs> I definitely don't think I was ever over there I only remember the book sh- there was a bookshelf right yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's like beside the bookshelf okay so like, I didn't but see but on the other side it's fine I mean like I said you had art everywhere so I know um, I don't remember that piece yeah. at all no it's okay so sorry what was your story about the piece like no that I just like didn't like that one so I just that's the only one I think I don't like that is up on our walls but, so wait uh, why don't you like it what is it about that is it your own piece is it your yeah. piece so why don't you like that piece I just like I don't know. I finished it and I didn't want to waste the paint. So I like varnish. I did the resin on top. I still didn't like love it. It was interesting, but I didn't love it. And it was just like, I don't like, I don't feel confident that anybody wants to buy this. You know what I mean? Mm. And I just kind of like, it didn't really make, make me feel a ton. It, it kind of is cool. Cause it looks kind of stormy to me and like very dark. But other than that, it was like, I just think there's so many other pieces I love so much more that it's like, that mm. one's like, that's like the kid in the family you don't love. You know what I mean? That's like the one you're like, yeah, he's all right. Like I had him and I love him, but like less than the others. Like, so you Sophie's have choice. like an emotional attachment to some of your pieces. Totally. It's really hard to let go of some of my pieces. Yeah. So there's like some nostalgia. And plus you probably remember the process that it took. Like, yeah. like we said, art is all about experience. So like you yeah. have the experience you had creating that piece, whatever you're going on through your life and shit like that. So like... Yeah. Does, is, does your process have a transformative effect? Like... Is your art that you make totally reflective of the mood that you're in when you make it, or sometimes it transports you to a different like feeling? Does it create like, the mood? Yeah, for you, I exactly. Guess yeah. I think it more Thank so you. creates the Sorry. mood, and I think it like to me, it's like not so much about the mood I feel at the time of making it, but it's like when I'm done making it and mm. I'm done all my art, it's like I I literally feel like I've just released a certain energy that like if I don't make art, like I after a couple of weeks, I get weird and antsy and I can feel it in my right. bones. Like I just, there's mm-hmm. some sort of thing there, which I'm sure you guys probably get about just being creative, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. being able to release that creative energy and explore it. Well, I've been I, putting myself on a schedule. So it's like weird. I have to like balance uh, between like having actual creative energy and then like, because I'm forcing myself. I'm just, yeah. like, oh, I'm just making stuff that's bad because I have to force myself to keep doing it. And that's kind of yeah. like mm-hmm. weird. I feel balance. like for myself, I get creative energy at the wrong time mm. where I can't execute it. For yeah. sex? <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, hold on. I got a great idea. Just, it's a great joke. It's, you're going to love it. Hold on. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> No, <laughs> but <laughs> like if I'm at work, yeah, true. Or or if I'm like at an event, you yeah. know what I mean, and I'm thinking of, think of something, or like last night I got an idea, and I just I, somebody I wanted to be involved in the idea, mm. and I text them right. I had to text them right away. Like I mm-hmm. have this idea, I would love for you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. She ultimately said no, but mm-hmm. I I got time. To like convince her to do it, okay. mm-hmm. but um, I, I feel like sometimes like when I have a great idea and I want to work on it, I can't work on it at that moment. Mm. Another time is like I feel like this happens to everybody's like when you need to go to sleep. But yes. you can control some of these things though, right? Like the more you start just making a habit of all this stuff, like the more. But I, I feel like you can't control when the creative stuff is flowing, right? Like when it's really flowing, you have an idea. Like yeah, you can't but if you sit that. down. 
and set times to be creative. You're more likely to have one of those moments while you're sitting. But then down. I feel like that's not being creative. Like you're trying to structureize. Oh yeah, it is. You yeah, know, I, I don't. I, you I gotta structureize, like, man. I, if you're gonna be serious about it, you no, have I, to... I I agree with you. You do have to have structure, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if structureize is a is a word. I hope oh, it, it is. It is now. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, but um, I I just I I don't like to give myself like I'll give myself task mm-hmm. right of things I need to do like for example oh I need to create the outline and I need to send it to to Chloe and and and, and Harris or I need to like make sure that um I send this email to that person like stuff like that I can do yeah. but like to actually tell myself to sit down and think of ideas I can't do that well that's what the FOMO is that I was talking about earlier because it's like I just said a thing of like 30 minutes like sit down write ideas or whatever abstract thing that you're doing and it's like you feel dumb because it's like sometimes you know the ideas just don't come i mean and that happens but i feel like brains like brainstorming for me and i know everybody in school has always been taught to brainstorm and stuff like that and i find brainstorming only works for me if the creative flow is going already right then i can write down an idea i can't tell myself to take this time to like come up with ideas and brainstorm them and write them down and then figure out a plan to execute them. Mm. But I feel like most successful people I've ever like listened to, it's like like Stephen King, Joe Rogan, all these people, like they are like, I mean, they are everyday people, which I know is hard because mm-hmm. they have a different schedule, but like yeah. every day they take like 10, 15, 20 minutes out of the day to do the thing that they do and, and practice it. Because again, it is a muscle, right? Your brain's a muscle. And like, yeah, you might not be able to always channel the creative energy at that time. But if you're practicing always, I think it is furthering your craft regardless. And it's getting you in that headspace for that craft and, and exploring some of those types of ideas and mm-hmm. at least pushing you in that direction. Because you do need you do need practice. You know so is that I mean? something you do even if you can't work on a large art piece? You take the time to like. Yeah, I'll just pull out the paints and like mix some stuff up and like, if, especially with like a lot of new techniques I've been seeing recently. It's like I just want to try that thing out yeah. and see what it does and like kind of have an idea so that if I do it on a piece next time, I can kind of have a bit of a better direction for it. But it's like, yeah, it's sometimes it's like I have no goal other than to just hopefully make a bunch of stuff. But if not, I'll just paint over it, okay. which is kind of the nice thing too. It's like. If I fuck it up, I just like paint over it. Mm. So you know do you, I mean? so do you have a lot of practice pieces where you have painted over it oh, and, yeah. and made it into something else? Yeah, especially like some of the pieces. Not that people would notice, but you can like to me pick them up and like they're significantly heavier because they have like four layers mm-hmm. of paint. They're on thicker. It, you know I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like definitely heavier. Even the vinyls, like some of them are way thicker. So the- then, what's like as we were talking? Like, do you set aside time to like? try to get the creative juices flowing for ideas and stuff and if it's 10 minutes 15 minutes a day or not really like i don't know and it's like probably hypocritical for me to tell you to do all that but like not do it myself (laughs) but i mean like i write them down whenever i think of them and i have that ongoing list i was telling you about but then also like for me i think what helps me in a lot of ways and also in art but in many other aspects of my life is just meditating every day that's what i try to do every day and that's my exercise for my brain but that i feel like that also gives you peace of mind or something right like meditating is good Totally. I find for helps like you calm stress, yourself, your thoughts, and, and you organize meditation your thoughts. also for me helps with sleeping. Oh yeah, like like I don't know what it is about hearing that very soothing voice <laughs> telling me to <laughs> make sure voice? make <laughs> sure my my feet are planted gently onto the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Feel that white ball of energy go all the way from your head down to your stomach. You know, <laughs> like but you've it, done a class recently. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do because sometimes like. 
for me, the things that I do, I, I I don't know if this is strange, but like talking or like podcasts or meditation, they always make me feel very comfortable to sleep, mm. you know. But I can't listen to them to create, if that makes any sense. You know, like I can't, I can listen to a podcast to like, for example, if I'm writing an outline for a podcast, I can't listen to a podcast no, it's too much concentration on both. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I have to listen to like, and I can't also can't listen to music with words. When I need to focus, I can't listen to music mm. with words. I have to listen to like chill jazz or you know. You should something. try video game music. Works really oh, well. Oh, it's for great. That. Yeah. Really? There's no lyrics. It's meant to make you focus. Yeah. Pro on the tip. game though. Pardon me. On the game though. No, there's Spotify playlists yeah. for it. Spotify has everything you need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For your creative needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't. Do you use. Oh, yeah. That, do you use video game music? To- well, like, there's just some video game soundtracks that to me are so brilliantly done. Yeah. Like, uh, Chrono Trigger is really good. Life Formed is really good. Like, some mm-hmm. podcast or some um, soundtracks are just like, it's such good music. And I love like both music with words and music with no words. It doesn't right, matter right. to me. But it definitely, the music with no words, you can for sure, I find, get into that zone and that flow state way easier. So, wait, mm-hmm. when you're doing a piece though. Mm-hmm. Is it music with words or music without words? That's both. It's both. And if it's if it's music with words, like I tend towards the stuff that I know so well that I can sing along with it because that's mm. just fun for me. But like, it depends. Yeah. Okay. It depends on my mood. Sometimes I want to listen to rock. Sometimes I want to listen to like electronics. Sometimes I want to listen to like weird jazz slash session music. Mm. I can never listen. I've been to listening rock. to jazz lately. Actually, oh, jazz, jazz is really great. You yeah. know what's also good? Um, and I'll send you Lots guys a of couple stuff. of tracks. Yeah. That I listen to the one on YouTube. It's like, um, I think it's called like Chill Hop. Oh, I love mm. Chill Hop, yeah. It's like jazzy hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's nice because it's like, it's relaxing, but it's not too relaxing that you go to sleep. Then you got a yes. little bit of like the hip hop bass, like not too heavy. Yeah. A little light. But it's enough to keep the energy up. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So um, my next question for you. Mm. I don't know if this is going to be a crazy question, but I always like to ask questions like this. So define for you like what abstract art is hmm. define yeah. the indefinable yes, exactly <laughs> literally anything and but go formless art basically <laughs> anything formless <laughs> really that's it i think like abstract is really just anything that is in a is in a concrete form it's not like you know an apple or a human figure or whatever it's just whatever and i think too you can see elements of abstract art in non-abstract art it's really kind of mm. interesting how like i love when you see artists pulling inspiration from different uh, different sources whether it's different like types of art or whatever because I think like it's even like with music like I just I hate that people are like you know like oh this band they've changed man it's like well yeah they're trying out a little bit of jazz in their rock and it sounds mm-hmm. freaking dope like mm-hmm. why do you have to be a specific genre I think like there should be great things in everything and why not draw from all those yeah, I feel like that's a human problem you know like oh, just yeah. the just the need for everything to be standardized labeled we know? love classifying yeah, things that's love, the way our brain works you know and what I, mean? I just find that like I, I don't I've learned to not listen to advice that much. I know that sounds crazy. Like I do. I know, I know, I, Nothing I, we're saying matters to him at all. We may as well not be here. No, when I say advice, and I'm, I feel like I'm going to clarify. Really Only his advice is worth listening to. Yes. No, because like people give you advice based on the way they would do something. Yes. You right. know what I mean? And I find that like the way they would do something may not necessarily work for you. Well, I think you know? if you're if they're not where you want to be or haven't done anything you want to do, why would you take advice from them? Because they obviously don't know shit about what you're trying to do. You know what I mean? But I mean, I think that even if they are at a place where you kind of want to be, 
sometimes it's still kind of formulaic. Like my thing is like if everybody is following that advice then how do you differentiate yourself from everybody else? Mm. Like, you have to find a way to, like, distinguish yourself mm. from everybody else still. That's the yeah. art part, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's agree. like, you know, you get you get a lot of process and, like, that kind of stuff from these people and kind of have the self-awareness to take out what works for you and then get rid of the rest and then kind of try to structure the art part to find, you know, your own thing within that. Yeah, it's like having finding your own flavor within that thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Because think about like... Which is the hardest part, really. Because yeah. like, you don't want to be derivative or... Well, I mean, yeah, so many yeah. comedians, like you can tell there's like a certain number of types of comedian, types yeah. of comedy, let's say. But like, mm-hmm. you could have two people who are both very successful in that one type of comedy, but are so very different and are their own type of person, you know what I mean? I At can- the same time. Tell you a thing that fears me with comedy and has actually already happened to me mm-hmm. is coming up with the same joke as another comedian. Mm, yeah. Mm. And I, it has to be something that has happened. I'm, I'm sure it happens all the time, yeah. man. But it happened to me. You know, I came up with a joke. It's like, but the, <laughs> how could it happen to me? Well, I, I got to say, a part of me <laughs> I'm was so amazing and perfect. <laughs> yeah. Why, Why do bad things happen to good <laughs> yeah. people? Yeah, why do bad things happen to good people? <laughs> so, um, so I, I was kind of discouraged. Discouragement is a very big part of the artistic process, though. Yeah, yeah. but I think it's a good push to like be like, okay, if you're going to do that same joke, how are you going to do it better? You yeah, know what I mean, I I feel like I th- I can't do it because it was a famous comedian that did the joke, so now mm-hmm. I can't I can't do that joke anymore because now it's his joke. But I I, I mean I've heard the story before. I feel like you should be encouraged that you know a famous. You came up with a joke that's the same caliber as a famous comedian. No, yeah, I that's did. Like I, it. No, write it off and, you know. I did think about that. No, yeah. for sure. But I also feel like I'm one of those people, fear definitely, like, takes takes over. What are you like, afraid yeah. of? Spiders, you know, I, I feel dark. like, <laughs> I feel like, and I don't know if anybody ever, anybody else has ever experienced this. Like, parts of me is, I'm afraid of success. You know, like huh. I'm. Yeah, that makes no, sense. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid it's a lot of, of getting pressure. to, a, and I feel like I don't know. I always worry about like being more scrutinized. You know what I mean? Because you always, especially we like we work in an art. Like we work, we we're in this art field, right? Visual artist, comedy, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's the most like opinionated, the most like broken down field, right? So like. In terms of having critics? Yeah. yeah. It's the most, people are the most critical yeah. in these areas, right? And I think that's, I guess that's FOMO, right? So, like, yeah. that definitely uh, happens to me. I think you might need to work on that. <laughs> I think you still yeah. don't know what still FOMO means. I don't means. think you get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with him, but then I was like, I don't think that made sense. <laughs> I'm glad you called him out. I said it's kind of like FOMO. <laughs> like, I'm on his podcast. I don't want to be a dick. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good effort though appreciate it appreciate <laughs> it but like do you do you do you experience that like fear of like success like fear of like totally well like in terms of so I see like there's a lot of like abstract artists I look up to and just generally artists I look up to where I try to learn my lessons from and be like okay well maybe if they do this I can try that and maybe mm-hmm. emulate that and maybe that's how I can maybe be a bit more successful but then I see them also, like, there's one girl who I absolutely love, Sophie T, and she, like, she literally paints, like, eight days a week, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, mm-hmm. like, that girl is always 
her story is always her in the studio doing the next thing, having a show, like a show per month, which is insane because she pumps yeah. out like 20, 30 pieces. And like just watching her go through everything, it's like, okay, like that's, and I see how much she charges for each piece. She sells out of every single piece wow. and it's great. But then she's making shit tons of money, but it's also like, okay, you work every day of your life. Yeah. You have some vacations, but like you literally never stop doing something. You know what I mean? And I don't know if I want that. And I do, and like, it's like, okay, so what, 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 do, what am I willing to go up and where does that stop? You know what I mean? And I think that's a really important question that I constantly ask myself. Like, what, that's a very tough one these yeah, days. Cause like, there's like a hustle to, culture yeah. where it's like, you gotta yeah. just do it all the time. And then there's like the be mindful and take care. It's like, how do you, how do you balance the two yeah. it's like well how do you know what's like a productive middle versus like okay i'm procrastinating on this mm-hmm. end and yeah. like just emotionally abusing myself on this end exactly yeah do you do you ever have those moments where you're you're just going 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 and you're like you know what i need to take a break yeah sometimes yeah. you feel really burnt out this past month actually after so i did that show you came to mm-hmm. at the mod club and then i did an- another show the following su- like the same sunday in that week and then like this weekend i have a show well not a show but it's like my this girl I know she's like doing a birthday party but it's also like a charity fundraiser for a friend who has MS so I said I'd do that and whatever and try to sell art and I'm giving part of the proceeds to her and so it's just like a lot and like that that one week where we had the two shows especially in one week it was like just craziness and trying to figure out rides and whatever and I had work also like I worked like six days a week so it was like I was just being a crazy person and it's like you kind of gotta be selective with your time but yeah again like how do you know and so it's it's like going through this whole year of doing art shows and whatever, it's like, I've realized like, okay, like these things are worth my time that I know of. And these things are definitely not worth my time that Mm -hmm. I know of. And it's like constantly trial and error. But Mm -hmm. I definitely feel overwhelmed by like both the crushing weight of like existence and like the crushing pressure that I put on myself for like trying to like get it and do it. And you know what I mean? Do all that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like um, the art pieces you do, do you have a, do you have an overall story you want your art to tell to people? And does each, each piece want do you want it to tell a different story Mm. i think now that i'm further into it and i've been doing it for a couple years i can see i can actually it's i didn't go into it with like a a common thread but i can kind of see it now and it's like i just want to transport people Mm -hmm. somewhere else like i Mm -hmm. especially with the vinyl pieces like i've been able to make these really cool took me to jupiter yeah right (laughs) like it's cool it's like these interesting planets or like intergalactic landscapes i call them or whatever you know it's like i just love being able to take someone somewhere else and make them see something totally different and that's what i want like i'm that's where i'm trying to push my art to is to try to get people to just see something totally interesting and different and to go oh interesting like what the fuck is that you know what i mean i just want people to to see that so that's great. Yeah, that's great. I just, and it, as long as people connect with it, I'm happy in whatever way that is, you know, like I'm just, when people are like, oh, that's so cool. Like that, that comment gives me more joy than anything else. Do you ever, do you, do you get people to get different uh, interpretations from the same piece? Oh yeah. Like, like yeah, like the, some people see planets, some people see mountains, some people see like, you know, in the same piece, it's like, it's totally all over the place. So and what do some you see, see when I, the Jupiter piece? Cause maybe I'm like thinking this, everybody sees Jupiter. No, I saw a planet. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I, I didn't see Jupiter, but I see what you mean when you said Jupiter. Then I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah. So I got two more questions for you. Okay. Wow. So, um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have brought you guys. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, sucker. Yeah. Question number thing. one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I always like to, I'm starting to do this thing where I like to ask this question, right? And it applies to anything, mm-hmm. right? Would you prefer to be the first at something or the best at something? Mm-hmm. Best. Best? Just yeah. heads down. 
But if you're the first, you could have a good chance at being the best. Whereas yes. If, well, if you're the best, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. Right, so if you're the, the right best, answer. it's ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I think of it. <laughs> but you are right. I think being the first would be really cool because like, if like especially to, I think about like the birth of hip hop, like being the first people to like create a totally different type of sound, a totally yeah. different way of singing mm-hmm. and like, a whole new like rap which is not singing at all like you know mm-hmm. what I mean that's mm-hmm. really cool and that's really fucking amazing and like mm-hmm. you will forever be gods you know what I mean mm-hmm. in that respect yeah. but then there are some people who are the first like the first black woman to walk on the moon I don't know who it is oh no sorry first black woman to go into space I guess I can't remember her name I just know there was one you know what I mean mm-hmm. so Jermaine, like Jim, Jim, wow he knows oh really yeah um, oh shit that's pretty good j- j- shit I forgot her name. I See, there her. we go. Yeah. I know, I know, I know her. It better be Jermaine something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Google. <laughs> it's um, oh, I want to say it's Ginny. Ma- this is bad. I know too. I know. But we'll talk about it post show. Yeah, we'll Google it post show. And, and that's the thing. It's like I don't know. Like first is great, but yeah, I think best is overall best. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'd I, rather rock it at something than just be the first. Because like, just because you're the first, like sometimes it's kind of like. Like, because I'm Asian, especially when they're like, it's the first Asian person to do this thing. And I'm like, okay, like, whatever. We could really get on single out. Like, we could be like, that's the first amputee person to do this thing. And that's the first whatever to do this thing. Like, you know, I just think. Well, you could be both. Amputee and Asian? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can technically. You could be both the first and the best. That's true. That'd be the ideal situation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like Bill Gates. Yeah, true. Bill Gates. Uh, I won't say he was. I don't know. I was just trying to think first. of people. He wasn't the first. I won't say he was the best either. I don't know. I was trying to think of an example this whole time. That's Maybe I, I would say right now it probably would be like Elon Musk. Yeah, probably. He's probably the first to do what he's doing. Yeah, and yeah. he's probably the best. Okay, what do you guys think of the Tesla truck? You saw? I I keep seeing like memes about it, but I'd never really yeah, it looks seen like. Okay, <laughs> but I okay I know it, to me not ugly. It just looks very different. But I think yes. like. You know, he's experimenting. I like that. Yeah. You know? I like well, that he's trying. I, I like Elon Musk. I wish only yeah. the best of success for him. I know. <laughs> I wish his whatever third marriage or whatever he's on success now. Oh, yeah. is he on his third Something marriage? Something like that. He's like been with a lot of women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's Canadian or South African. No, Canadian. he's South African. Yeah. I was like. <laughs> but he lived in Canada or something. He's probably lived everywhere in the world, man. He probably owns an island somewhere. He probably just Maybe. has like AI robots of himself living everywhere in every country. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> Is your next question yet. about artificial intelligence? <laughs> uh, so my final question is just to ask you about any project you got going going on. I know you talked about the show you're doing. Yeah. But. No, I think um, I would like, yeah, like, I mean, not a lot of shows coming up, uh, which is actually for the best. I think, I think I'm kind of done with shows for the most part. There's mm-hmm. only a couple I would do that seem worth it in many ways. But I think in terms of projects, um, I'm just fin- finishing up my friend's bass guitar, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm doing a motorcycle soon. Wow. Which nice. I'm really wow. excited about. Wow. Yeah. Because that I'm like, that I'm stoked. If I can get that right, it's like a very particular process that needs a lot of prep work. But if I can get that right, like that'd be A, really freaking cool. Because I love being able to work with different surfaces. Like I love being able to push it and just see like mm-hmm. what I can apply it to because I think like canvases are fun, but canvases are kind of getting boring to me. You know what I mean? Or at least the square mm-hmm. or rectangular mm-hmm. canvas. And I think like the vinyls are cool and like the busts are cool and whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, and so like that's You're out really of the box artist. I like to be. And plus like you got to set yourself apart. You know what I mean? And yeah, I love absolutely. too like, like when I show people like the guitar or whatever, or even I can't, I can't wait to show people the motorcycle. Like it's just gonna be like, Whoa, you made that? You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, love that reaction yeah. of like, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Somebody like, so it's somebody's motorcycle that you're, they want to, um, 
Well, right. he bought the body and he puts together motorcycles. He, my friend's uh, just really into them. And so he is going to give me the body before he puts it all together. Uh, let me paint it. Okay, and then okay. he's like, if you, you know, if you end up like, if he's going to drive it around and he's like, he goes to motorcycle conventions, whatever, and meetups. So he was like, hopefully it'll be free advertising for you. And I'm like, cool. It's just a sick project I get to work on. Because yeah. the thing, that's what kind of fulfills me is just like, getting to do interesting projects that like I've come to terms, I think for the most part with the idea of like, if I never make it as an artist, like mm. at least I tried and I'm yeah. glad I tried and that's it. But like, you know, I, do you have it. a signature, like a signature, you know, how people obviously you have artists that sign, no, I but haven't you figured have, it out. Oh, okay. So, yeah. cause you know how some artists have like, they sign their name obviously, but they also, there's something they do the same thing in each art piece. Oh, gotcha. No, mm-hmm. no. Abstract. How do you feel about being, you know, the fr- face of the brand? Is this branding a thing that you think about? Yeah, in, all the time. In, it's yeah? like I'm realizing more and more like it's less like making it is less about the art and more about the business. It's right. like probably like 60, 40 or 70, 30. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? And it's like so frustrating because it's like every artist just wants to make the art. They don't want to do the fucking other bullshit because that's why they didn't get an office job. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like. Yeah. That's but it's kind of, of more fun in this type of setting doing this work than compared to an office setting because it's like yes, you're doing it for true. yourself. Very true. Yeah. Well, if you hate it, then yeah, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. And that's the thing. It's like with the marketing and stuff, it's like I'm learning. I'm like yeah. learning how to love the process of it. Yeah. But it's still like sometimes I'm like, I don't like I don't love posting on Instagram. I have this Me app either. that does it all in advance. And at the end of this, well, now actually like in a week, it's going to run out of the posts I preset for the last month. And I'm like, mm. oh shit, yeah. And now I got to do all that work again. And it's only right. like an hour's worth yeah. of work. But I'm just like, Creating what is really your hard. strategy with that? I need help with that too. <laughs> Yo, I will totally help you. Um, yeah, same here. Same here. Yeah. Honestly, it's just like I just like post all the I upload all the pictures I can and I'll just keep uploading as I go and as I get them and I'll gotcha. just like try to create captions or like just put little emojis or something or song lyrics and just try to fill content because I know it doesn't totally matter the caption but it helps. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My one friend, he's been mm. doing this cool thing. He's a photographer and he always puts um, a song that he loves mm. underneath it as a caption. And it's such a great idea, mm. but it's like, I can't do that now because now it just looks like I'm a copycat asshole. Who gives a crap? I mean, yeah. there's so much There's copying. so many copycats yeah. on like Instagram I've, and all that. Yeah. yeah, I've been thinking of doing that too because I have a lot of photos that I take that I have like no use for as a comedian, but I'm like, yeah. maybe if I can put some sort of like witty something on them, I can yeah. at least use them and yeah. share them. Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know if you, like, I don't know if it works, but like crafting a joke around them, is that hard? Yeah, maybe. But because your photos are really good. Like I love your stuff, yeah. man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. They are really good. All right, we got to wrap it up. Okay. I really appreciate you guys coming. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Harris, thank you for having me. Thank you for yeah. co-hosting. No um, problem. How can people yeah. learn more about you, man? Get in touch with you. Uh, you know, you can go to harrisnadim.org. Um, I don't should I spell it out? Yeah, so H A R I S N A D W E M dot org, or you can check me out on Instagram. That's H A R I Harry underscore Nadim N A D W E M. Those are probably the best. I should probably get on the other ones too, but that, that, that's the, what I have right TikTok. now. TikTok, aren't you doing a TikTok thing too? Though? I am doing TikTok <laughs> are you now. TikTok? I'm like trying to do TikTok, but it's like I have. It's like it's still. I mean, like I'm experimenting with a lot of goofy stuff, so I haven't told people that I'm doing it because I'm like I don't want people's judgment. I just want to see what the TikTok people is that FOMO. Like. Sorry, is that FOMO? No, no. no I really no. appreciate you trying again, though. <laughs> yeah. <but it's> FOMO. <laughs> yeah, fear of missing out is not the same as fear of embarrassment, which is what I have on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I don't want people. That's, that's he F-O-E. wants to miss out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On the embarrassment. Yeah. Okay, um, Chloe, uh, what about you? How can people learn more about you, your artwork, and maybe get in touch for a piece or something? Um, so you can check out my website at uh, chloelamarcheart.com. 
com. Uh, so it's C H L O E L A M A R C H E A R T dot com. Or same thing, Chloe Lamarche Art uh, on Instagram and on Facebook as well. But I don't know who uses Facebook anymore. Yeah. I, I definitely don't. Yeah. I, I shouldn't. Yeah. But I use it for the podcast mainly. Yeah. Right now. It's like a business tool. So you're yeah. using it right, yeah. I think. Although I'd have heard that using Facebook ads to manage your Instagram ads is better than using Instagram ads. Yeah. So nice. Pro tip. So, yeah. yeah it. So, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can like us on Facebook as we just talked. Everything is Young Pros Talk across the board. Um, email youngprostalk at gmail.com. YouTube videos are on YouTube now. Please subscribe Woo! to the YouTube channel, you, Young you. Pros Talk. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Young Pros Talk. Thank you guys for listening. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.